Hi, this is Reverend Tommy, and I'd like to welcome you back to the garden where we explore the big questions about life. I invite you to open your minds and be receptive to seeing things differently. So let's get metaphysical. Spiritual tools. If I were to ask the average person, how many spiritual tools do you have in your spiritual toolbox? What do you suppose they'd say? Um, well, what's a spiritual tool and what's a spiritual toolbox? Let's start with that. That's probably how most people would respond. I don't know if that's how you would because you're unitics and unitics are special. But I want you to be well-informed unitics. <laughs> and so I want to talk today about spiritual tools. If you remember, when I came back from the village last time, I stopped in Dallas and I went to go visit a CSL church. It's a Center for Spiritual Living, which I said are kind of like our cousins, but really it's more like, like brother or sister because we're very close. It's the same new thought type of a thing. And, and four things really stuck out to me from that visit. The first was that they really have a really nice location, all right? And, and the building is beautiful, and it has this kind of wraparound you know, type of a setting like this with a high ceiling. Very nice. The second was that the music was really good. They were jamming Chuck Mangione on the piano and bass and drums, and, and the people were dancing on the aisles. This is before things start. You know? and, and I said, man. So the people, the third thing was that the people were very energetic. They were really into the whole thing. And the fourth thing that really stuck out was that, that it was a particular, it was a, they were celebrating their 60th anniversary, I don't know what they were doing. And so it wasn't a regular service, they had people come up and do testimonial type things, and, and the people that talked ranged from being there eight months to 20 years. And, and they told their stories about how they came into CSL. And, and the one thing that they all had in common was they addressed the idea of the spiritual tools that they have and about putting them to use. They called the whole uh, testimonial a TSRW moment. Do you remember when I talked about that? And it stands for, this stuff really works. And some of them kind of replaced the stuff with another word, but we don't need to go into that. But the point is, these tools work. So I came out of there thinking, man, I gotta emphasize that we have tools too, and that we need to use them. I like the concept of spiritual tools because it gives me a really good mental picture of being able to build a better me and a better life. And the second reason I like the idea of spiritual tools is just simpler. I just like tools. I, I don't know, I'm one of those guys, I like tools. I'm like Tim the tool guy, you know? You know, you see a new a saw or something, like, ooh. Look at that saw, man, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's just one of those things. When I was a kid, I used to go to the hardware stores and I'd walk around and look at all the stuff and say, man, this is stuff. And I can still do that. I can, I can go to hardware stores and I can go to music stores. Clothing stores, forget it, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it, sorry. But anyway, so as I told you before, it always seems that the universe is sending me signals about what to talk about on Sunday. So about a week and a half ago, I get this flyer from Worldwide Ministries, and it says, your, your, your 14 spiritual tools. And I said, wow, spiritual tools? And I guess I just never had thought of them, because I know what they are, I, I'm, I'm familiar with them, but I hadn't thought of them as tools. And I said, this is perfect. 
This is a perfect uh, introduction into doing a lesson about our spiritual tools. So I went to the webpage, it's on the re in the resources, and I printed each one of them, and I'm thinking about having them made out into little flyers and have them back there so you can just pick one up if you want to you know, pick, you know, focus on something that particular week or something. So today I'm going to start sharing with you spiritual tools. Now I'm not going to have time to go over all of them, so I'm going to do some of them today. And the ones that are more pertinent to Wellness Sunday, which will be in two weeks, I'll, I'll save for then. But let me go over them, all of them first, and they're listed in the back of, of your flyer. In, or, in alphabetical order they are affirmations, affirmative prayer, creative work, denials, forgiveness, journaling, looking clearly, meditation, the Sabbath, self-care, self-reflection, social action, the silence, and visioning. Wow. You had no idea that you had so many spiritual tools in your spiritual toolbox, right? I know you that you didn't. But most people don't know that they have all these spiritual tools. And so what happens? What happens is that it's like your treadmills. They go unused. They're just there. And then circumstances happen in your life that are, let's say, less than desirable because we don't use these tools. I keep saying that unity, for, in my perspective, the way I see things, this is unity's niche, is to find ways to improve our human existence. We already have all the spirit we could ever want because we're whole and complete. We're like an image of God. The problem is in expressing that. That's the problem. And these tools help you to do that. <coughs> So we're not concerned in unity about salvation. We're concerned about transformation, changing the way you see things. And we're not concerned about some future existence. We're in the moment now, in the present. We're a center for positive living. And if we want to have a positive life, then we need to have and do positive things. And these spiritual tools are for that purpose. So the purpose of today's lesson is one, to make you aware that you have these tools, and two, to get you to start using them. So we're gonna do this Wellness Sunday, as I said, in a couple of weeks. We've had a couple before, and they've turned out well, so this one I'm gonna try to just change it up a little bit. We'll see what, what Spirit has in store for us in a couple of weeks. So, I'm gonna start covering some of these tools. Well, first one I'm gonna talk about, the first one, is journaling. Why journaling? Because, as part of my field, I've never been a journaler. Journaler? That, yeah, that's a word. <laughs> a journalist. But as part of my field ministry program, I have to keep a journal. And I'm not going to show it to anybody. I said, no, you don't, you're not going to show it. You're not going to turn it in, nothing like that. Just we want you to practice journaling. Keep a journal and put stuff in it all the time. And the second reason was because I just finished my self-care class. And in that class, we had to journal. So I said, okay, I've been journaling, so let, let me talk about journaling then. And so in the literature it says this. Some of the key points the literature says about journaling is that journaling is a writing practice that allows you to connect internally and express yourself. Journaling helps energize, uplift, and organize thoughts to create a life of one's imaging. Journaling allows creative ideas and subconscious 
attitudes to reveal themselves. And there's different kinds of journals it says you can have. You can have an intention journal, you can have a gratitude journal, or you can have a general reflection journal. Now why journaling changes your spiritual practice? It says journaling is a powerful and practical way to increase awareness of the inner spiritual self that of the inner spiritual self that resides deeper within your subconscious. It says journaling slows down your brain, connecting heart and mind in a creative spiritual process. So you line up with spirit because you open up yourself to your subconscious mind if you just kind of sit there and let whatever wants to come out, come out. And it, it, this is not in the material, but I think you probably ever heard about, because we talked about, somebody talked about it one time, that another practice that you can do is to write with your le less dominant hand. If you're a right-hander, write left-handed and just sit there and write however comes out and, and just see. It's supposed to be a very good practice for you. So keep that one in mind as well. The second tool I want to talk about today is self-reflection. Self-reflection means taking a personal inventory of where you are right now, looking back at how far you have come in gaining wisdom and understanding. It says, creating a self-reflection habit. Every day presents an opportunity to examine ourselves and determine where we've come from and how far we need to go to where we want to be, whether it's our purpose or something much simpler, like a specific goal. To get a job as an accompanist at a veterans high school like Ernesto did. So see, he got his reflection done. So we all do this. We all take inventory of our lives. We, and I know that because we do it at least once a year, that we all know. And we all know when that is, New Year's. It's usually very short-lived, but we do it. But the point of it is that we don't have to wait for the calendar to change. We can do it any time. You can do it any day, every day, every moment. There's always time to, to find self-reflection. Maya Angelou says, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude about it. The third one I want to talk about today is self-care. And as I said, I just did self-care class. It says self-care is being willing and committed to rejuvenate your soul and find your center, the place of unshakable peace and stability where you can weather the storms of life. Being intentional in our self-care practice is the greatest act of love we can give ourselves. So self-care is both inner and outer. I just finished the class, as I said, and I learned that putting yourself first sometimes is not necessarily being selfish. We got to get over that idea that, you know, that, that we, we take care of ourselves first. You know what they say in, in the airplane, when the, if the mask comes out, first put yours on and then help people. So you got to get your act together first so that you can help people. So th there's times when you, you just need to put yourself first. Somebody asks you, one of the ladies in the book, give an example, she said she's a writer, I don't know what else she does. 
And a real good friend of her says, I want you to take this manuscript and look over it and let, let, let me know what you think. And she's like already up to her ears and things to do. And she said, I wanted to do it because I can't say no. But I had to tell her, I can't. I just don't have the time. And, and of course the lady took it like, really? You're just so full of yourself, and you know, of course. And she kind of, you know, set her off a little bit. But I said, I had to do it because ultimately, You've got to take care of yourself first. It's about me time sometimes. We just got back, when I was in Dallas, I talked to my cousin Liz. And Liz is stressed out, poor thing. She's doing all these things with the kids and all this, running around. She's a teacher or librarian, whatever she is. And she's all stressed out. So Liz, you've got to take some me time, man. You really do. So it says, what is an example of self-care? Self-care can take many forms. One is listen more to your heart and give your head a rest every so often. Be mindful when brushing your teeth, doing dishes, walking, and so on. Just be mindful. Simplify your life. Spend time with people who uplift your soul. Do something different. Unplug your phone and take a rest for technology for a while. It says maybe an hour a day. I would recommend a whole lot more than that. We're really connected to things. I mean, it's bad. It said, instead, plug into spirit, pray, meditate, listen to the still voice within, move your body, stretch, get plenty of rest, laugh, play, eat more veggies. They had to throw that in. Eat more veggies. It says, one minute, four step self care practice by Reverend Elizabeth Longo. It says, the first one is to pause. Take a moment to disconnect from the world of time and space and simply be. Notice, pay attention to your thoughts, feelings, and body sensations. Be a loving witness, relax, accept the moment as it is. Breathe, take a couple of deep breaths. This will take your attention away from the worries and allow you to relax into your natural state, centered and aligned with spirit. And the fourth, be grateful. You know that being grateful is one of the biggest things that we can do. And that's why it says it's, one of the, it's not a bad idea for journals. And, and I've heard other people suggest that when you're going to sleep in the evening, just take a moment and say, and list five, six, seven things that you're grateful for that day. Whatever it is, being able to take Hendrix to the park. Because he hadn't been there in a while. He had a great time last night. So little things, be grateful. The next tool is creative work. I think we can all relate to that. Creative work is a manifestation of your creative spirit. The divine gift of creativity expresses uniquely through each of us. When, when we are... When our creativity has an outlet for conscious expression, we connect with divine inspiration and our own divine nature. So those of you who have work that allows you to feel joy, and you should be able to feel it no matter what you do, because you can be grateful that you have work or anything. You can always find things to be positive about. But creative work is particularly interesting. So if you have something, musicians or whoever that have a passion for something, then boy, you are really blessed if you have a passion for your work. 
So try to find that in yourselves. Creative work invites us to touch inspiration, to be breathed, breathed by God. Breathed by God? Okay, that's what it says. So no matter what you're doing, find joy in that moment. The last one for today that I want to talk about is visioning. Now, visioning is an interesting thing. We've had Reverend Ivory talk to us about visioning. Visioning is a mental picturing process in which we allow ourselves to be able to hear, feel, and imagine a plan for our life or for a particular area or part of our life. Vision allows us to have clarity and guidance regarding the subject or topic that we are visioning about. Remember that we are backwards in our thinking. I think it was uh, Wayne Dyer who said this. You know, most people say, I'll believe it when I see it. He said, it's the other way around. I will see it when I believe it. So, visioning. So, so visioning is sim similar to the physical process of cutting, cutting out images and posting them on a, on a vision board. It helps you focus what you want to do. Visioning can be done alone or with others. Focus on what you want to experience and create in your life. Ask things like, how will having this make me feel? And feel that. Feel exactly how it would feel as if you already have it. It says, get comfortable centering yourself in mind and body. If random thoughts wander in, sweep them aside. Give thanks always. So I saved visioning for the last because Right now, we're in the process of visioning a whole new place, a whole new location, a whole new building, a whole, everything. And, and, I, and I've shared with you what, what I vision in, in, in my mind. And, and it's a, like a wooded area because we could have retreats and things like that out there. And on a beautiful day, we could go outside and have service. I want to have service outside in the woods. I think it would be awesome. That would be really, really cool. And so, I see it like Unity uh, of the Hills in Austin. It's a real nice circular building, beautiful. And all the way around the back like that, there's windows. So you're, you're looking out back there and you see all the trees and all the birds and all the stuff going on. <coughs> That's how I see it. That's how I see our place. And, and I know Nina has a lot of visions for it. She sees a pond with a bridge and those big old fish and everything. That's the new place that we're visioning. So I wanted to save the visioning for that because we all need to vision that because there's power in numbers, as I've said before. And once we get it all together, then pretty soon, wow, it'll be right there. So in two weeks, I'm going to continue with some of these tools, but I'm going to try something different. I think I'm going to break up the talk because a lot of it is just telling you about what it is. So I'm going to probably do a song and then talk about one of them, and then do another song, and then talk about another one, or something like that, and just fill it between songs and, and spiritual tools. So look forward to that in a couple of weeks, and have a great Sunday. So now comes the time in our service where we share... <coughs>